the KMM Movie Review. How do you feel about cookies? How about cakes? Cupcakes? You love them? You should check out the Purple Box, the sponsor of this amazing episode that you're about to listen to. Hit her up on Instagram at the Purple Box with two E's, Facebook, the Purple Box, or TaylorMurphyBakes at gmail.com. Mention our discount code KMM for you, and you will get a hot 15% off. That's 15% off. Enjoy the show. Well, we're back. Uh, we're down one member. Yeah, Mike uh, might as well just not even talk this episode. I mean, totally. Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, muted. Am I back? Okay, okay. I'm back. There he goes. Back now. <laughs> Mike missed both of the movies that we watched this weekend. I did. Living up to who he is. Whoa. <laughs> what do you mean? The movie hater. bigot. Whoa. I, w- I wanted to watch that one with uh, Homeboy. Just Mercy? Yeah, Just Mercy. I wanted to watch that. Yeah, sure. Sure you That's why we picked that one for today. Because we thought everyone would would enjoy it, and this is probably the last week that it'll be in the theaters. Well, yeah. You can go. I wanted to go. You can go tomorrow by yourself. You still have a movie for the week? Nah. (laughs) All right, well, anyway, uh, we actually have two 2019 movies that we're going to be reviewing this time i am the only one wait that wait that other, that other one's from 2019 well, no little women little women oh i'm gonna give a quick review of little women uh because it is the final oscar best picture what about winner but marriage story we didn't put it on here well yeah but you're reviewing this one little it's women better bro marriage story was an oscar nominee it was we talked about it yeah but it's not up here but we saw that I saw this one in theaters. Also, no, it's also not, it's better Mary's than Marriage Story, Story. Is not in theaters. Yeah, so that's not on the list. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not how this works. I'm putting it you on. You can't here. be selective here. You have to. Whoa, bro! You can't talk, dog. You just missed two movies today, and you're racist, bro. <laughs> and besides, whoa, whoa. these two 2019 ones, Just Mercy doesn't get to go on the end of the year movie mm-hmm. list mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Little Women, same thing. Doesn't get to go on the 2020 major list at the end. But I want to have it on the list. Because? Because it's worth being on the list. That's and the why. marriage story isn't worth being on the list? <clears throat> we could have put it on here, but we just didn't. I'm the only one that saw You're, this one. so I, we I get didn't to, do anything. I get you to be the executive. didn't put it on here. I get to be the executive on this one. So, Anyway, Little Women. Joe March reflects back and forth on her life. Telling the beloved story of the March sisters, four young women each determined to live life on their own terms. I don't know what that means. Well, basically the movie jumps back and forth from earlier childhood for Joe March, which is the older, not the oldest sister, because uh, there are four sisters. Mm-hmm. Who are they? <clears throat> you have Emma Watson as Meg March, the oldest sister. Then you have Sorcy Ronan as Joe March, the second oldest sister. Then there's Florence Pig as She's in Amy every, March. How, when does she have time to film? 
I don't know, but she's, she's amazing. She's so. in everything. I will watch anything that she is in. <laughs> Dang, boy. Thirst? Yeah. he. I mean, that was his baddie of the year. There's a reason, all right? Okay, bro. She's the acting baddie of the year, too. So there you go. Wait, no. She deserves all the Oscars. Whoa. No, because this is 2019. Oscar as, Acting baddie of 2019. There you go. Oh, we sure do New won. category. Uh, Amy mm-hmm. March is Florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. And then Eliza Scanlon. I don't know who Beth that is. I, I don't know either. Uh, Laura Dern plays the mommy. The mommy? <laughs> From my mommy. <laughs> um, Bob Odenkirk is the daddy. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> and then your boy. Uh, where is he at? Don't put that on me, bro. Here you go. Timothy Chalamont. He is Laurie. Theodore Laurie Lawrence. Uh, so it's a really good cast, really strong cast. Um, obviously, it focuses primarily on the sisters with uh, Sorcy Ronan's character, Joe March, being the main character. And it jumps back and forth from because she's a writer. All the sisters have like their different skills that they seek to improve. Um, Joe March is the writer. Uh Meg March, Emma Watson, is a, basically she's a, a really good actress and very beautiful. Um, Amy March, Florence Pugh, is a great artist. And then Beth, Eliza, is a very good pianist. Mm. It's pianist, uh, bro. Pianist. Whatever. I'm just saying. Try not to draw a line with penises here. Penist. Um, but I, I would say honestly, Florence Pugh was the best part of this movie. And I don't know if I'm saying her last name right. I just like saying it that way. We all know why you're saying that. Uh, what? You're biased. Biased? No, I'm serious. She was amazing. I can't believe anything you said. So the, the story takes place over se- uh, the course of seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever the we first get introduced to them, Amy March, the younger middle sister is supposed to be like 13 because it takes place over seven years mm-hmm. and the end she's 20 we know that she's 20 they mentioned it so she's supposed to be like 13 and she you can progressively tell that she is acting these different ages and although she doesn't look the ages unfortunately they didn't i would prefer what they did here where they have the actresses act out the ages rather than try to like cast children who are the appropriate ages to then at some point transition them into the older actresses and they're, they're telling the stories simultaneously. So they're jumping back and forth between um, the current time frame, which was like 1870 something. And then the earlier time frame, which was the 1860s, because this all takes place during the civil war, their father's away um, at war fighting to help free the slaves. So there's like the undercurrent of, you know, people talking about slavery and how terrible it is. But it's just a really good movie. Um, right, bro, there's a lot away. of emotion. Put it's it up. A, it's a very good movie. Uh, yeah, I, I can see. You don't have to say it for me to be able to see it. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it over the table right now? <laughs> I couldn't tell. No, it, it seriously is a, a very good movie. It's really well written. It's very well directed. 
Uh, they did a lot of good stuff with uh, the, the shifting back and forth in timelines. Because, um, like, the older timelines are, like... Better than The Grudge? <laughs> I don't think anything can be worse than The Grudge, so... <laughs> okay. uh, but with... Uh, they did a color mm-hmm. tint. Uh, so the older stories are kind of a rosier, like, warmer color palette. Because, um, obviously, their memories, you know, they tended to be a lot happier. The current timeline where she's kind of having she's having struggles she's like a struggling writer teacher um they're a cooler color palette and it just does a it's a really great visual cue to indicate you know where you're at in the story um where she as a character because it primarily follows joe march uh where she's at in her life all in all just really well-made movie how was and my how was my boy Timothy Chalamet? He was really good. He's good, he was huh? Really good, <laughs> right? He's good in the king, bro. Yeah, like the the whole thing with this is like the whole time he is in love with Sorcy Ronan, mm-hmm. so Joe March, the main character. Then she ends up just saying like, "No, you know, I can't love you the way that you love me. You should get over me." And then like they go their separate ways, and then he ends up because the whole time Florence Pugh's character. Amy has been in love with him like from the first time she met him and it's like it's really great like the way that they show how she's actually interested in him from the very beginning like she does like that very like kind of kitty flirting stuff of like the first time he walks in she just like jumps over in front of him hey I'm Amy <laughs> was she like was she like ooh fuck me up senpai <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd gotten to that point oh and, okay and uh, their relationship uh, yet Okay. She hadn't watched enough anime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, dude? I'm sure that's some of their role play after they get married. Because eventually they they get married. Okay. But clearly uh, Lori isn't over Joe mm-hmm. to some degree. Like Amy's mad about it whenever Does he Amy, confesses. Do, do Amy and, and Lori ever get together? Yeah, they, they get married. They, they fuck. Okay, they get married. So okay. I assume that they're they're okay. banging it out. But they actually have kids at the end okay. of the movie. So. All right, so Lori and oh, but is this Lori looking so at this is Joe? like a love triangle movie? No, no, no. I mean, it's it's all about like the relationship between the sisters. So I think it's something that plays really well if you have a lot of sisters, like my girlfriend, because we went to see it together. She's like. Yeah, every bit of the movie reminded me of like my relationship with my sisters, because she has two other sisters. They're fighting over you. No. Ooh, <laughs> tell us that spicy story. Yeah. I can't really hear you that well. You're not talking into your right, mic. They're fighting over you, bro. <laughs> no, they are. They are not. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not the point of the of <laughs> <laughs> what I was trying to say. I was saying the sure? relationship between the sisters, nothing to do with any romantic interests. Because the majority of the movie is focused on them as sisters, not any kind of romance. That's just kind of like a byproduct. And they also keep cutting to a book publisher that uh, Joe March is working with. Like she sells them like small short stories for newspapers and she's writing a novel. She sends him the novel. She ends up deciding to write about her life because the youngest sister, Beth, dies of like tuberculosis or something i'm not sure Mm -hmm. what it was scarlet Mm -hmm. fever maybe um 
So then she decides, like, because her sister liked the stories that she wrote about their life, she writes a whole book about the life, and the movie is the book of the life. So, what? What's so funny over there? <laughs> Thing, just get to the other movie. <laughs> what? I gave it a nine out of ten, Go and I'll watch okay. it now. All right, cool. So there. Whatever, bro. It's a great movie. Y'all should watch it. What? What are you doing? Put your board down. Stop playing into. I'm still going to review it, bro. Wait, which one are we doing first? We're going to start with Just Mercy because it's a 2019 movie. As we said, uh, Mike did not go to any of the movies because he was trying to get a girl and he swung and missed. What are you talking about? He swung and missed every time. So, you know. Let's unmute him so he's not yelling. Right, Just Mercy is the story of a defense attorney, Brian Stevenson, mm-hmm. who works for condemned death row prisoners who who likely had little to no representation. Yeah. Was the time period? The early late 80s, early 90s. Okay. All right. So let me let me write mine out. Oh my goodness, bro! Hey, just put the put the titles. All right. Uh. All right. You go first. I'll go first. I'm giving this a nine out of ten, and I'll watch it now. Very nice. I'll go next. I am giving it a nine nine point nine five. Oh. Whoa. Whoa! Out of ten. Watch it now. If we had watched this, mm-hmm. this would have been my third place movie on my oh. list. It would have definitely been in my top ten. Mm-hmm. I think it would have made the top ten movies, probably of the year. Okay. Yeah, for sure. it, it was really good. Yep. All right, here's mine. <laughs> he just. Uh, oh, wrote, you're calling it the Garbaggio? He huh? just wrote the word nigga on the board. <laughs> I did not, yeah, did. dude. What are you talking about? Did he not? I'm corroborating no. Frank's story. Just, they're, they're both against me. Don't, don't believe these motherfuckers. And then he played the garbage. <laughs> no, no, you can't believe anything they say. Dang, this man. What would you have done if I had snapped the picture? Would you <laughs> only keep that side? You'd have been like, no! I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't uh-huh, say that. Sure. Oh, yeah, you didn't say anything. You wrote it. <laughs> so this has a 7.4 user score on IMDb. No, because them white people don't like that movie. 68 Metacritic score. Them white critics don't like that, bro. <clears throat> it's kind of surprising that it's as low as it is. Yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has like a 90. Mm. So, star cast here Michael B. Jordan as Brian Stevenson, the main character. Brie Larson as Eva Ainsley, like a paralegal, I guess. Kind mm-hmm. of. <clears throat> Jamie Foxx is Walter McMillan, the accused murderer. O'Shea Jackson. Not even accused, convicted. Yeah. And then overturned eventually. Um, I guess go ahead and play the spoiler alert. <laughs> Alright, so spoilers for the for the movie coming up. Um, it is a really good movie, so definitely check it out if you haven't. I'd say it's worth going in. I don't really know that it helps that much going in, like with a without actually knowing anything, because the the story itself is just really well told. Yeah. So, 
Um, I want to say I think that the outcome is ultimately pretty predictable anyway. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, I just like honestly, if you've seen the trailer, you know the the path the movie's gonna take. Yeah. So there's no doubt that this that he gets off. Oh yeah. Well, one hundred percent. Like, okay. it's not some movie that pulls a fast one on you and. Nope, we're still completely racist down yeah. here in Alabama. Uh, the, the the only surprising part is when that dude got executed. I that saw was, that coming. Yeah, I I, fig- like, I figured it was gonna be a, uh, you know, he has to lose one, to feel defeated, other. and then he's gonna make yeah. the comeback. Which I mean, it makes a good story, but it also actually happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like uh, yeah, this. It's is not like they just had him die actually, for no reason. Yeah, he actually, the guy actually got executed. Yeah, Herbert Richardson, yeah, an old, it. older man. And on death row in Alabama, um, they're all black. All most of them are black. Except they for they one do guy. show a few white, white guys, guy. but it's basically like a for every like ten black guys, there's maybe one white guy. Um, so this guy was a Vietnam War veteran who came back with PTSD. Severe. Apparently, like his whole squad had gotten jumped, Just and he was the only murder, one that only survivor. And I don't think at the time, like late 80s, early 90s, they really dealt with PTSD in any meaningful way, yeah, especially not if you're black. They diagnosed him like, yeah, you got PTSD. <clears throat> like he had severe where he was like running out of the house like, incoming. And so apparently at some point he like made a, a bomb, put it on somebody's porch, and it killed somebody, a girl. They never like said who she was, yeah. how old she was or anything like that. But So he actually did kill someone. But they had him on death row instead of like seeking to get him like medical prison or something like that where he should get the help that he needs, you know, mm-hmm. to get fair treatment, basically. Uh, so he gets executed, even though um, Michael B. Jordan submits all his paperwork to the Alabama Supreme Court. It seems like they have a good case to make for staying the execution and reopening a case for him. And they just deny it. Murder. Nope. Just dead. He walked. He watches him get electrocuted. Yeah. They light his ass up, boy, <laughs> like a Christmas tree. Shave all his hair off. No eyebrows. Do I look Why? Funny? It catches on fire. Your hair catches on fire. Oh, I thought you meant they shaved it off before. Before he got electrocuted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they do. Oh, okay. Because anything on your head? Yes. If, you have, if you're going to kill him, what, why do you care that his fucking hair catches fire? Because then you have to clean that up. That burning you have skin. to pick this motherfucker up who's dead and clean him up. Yeah, but it's just him. Like, you don't have the smell of it. You don't have, like, you that was a huge him, issue early. You smell him cooking, bro. That was a huge issue early. <laughs> smell like hot dogs in <laughs> <Yeah>. that bitch. <laughs> oh, you know what that smells like, huh? Yeah. You've been to a lot of uh, electrocution. Yes. My last one was in Florida in like 2002 it or something. Sounds like a there's, barbecue. There's pictures of it. You can look at them. They show some pictures at the end of this of all the people. Yeah. I don't know why, like, it looked like it was like a real artistic photo and it was this man standing in a room like leaning over and you just see the electric chair in the background. <laughs> like I wouldn't have agreed to, to pose yeah. for this if I was on death row. They did a good job casting though. Yeah. Like, yeah. They look remarkably close. I would say, I mean, obviously like Michael B. Jordan didn't look yeah. that close to yeah. the main, to the actual The main guy. guy's probably some old schlubby looking. I mean, he's he wasn't schlubby yeah. looking, he was but light skinned black dude. He definitely wasn't like, you Michael know. B. Jordan, like, <laughs> yeah. jacked from playing a boxer in right. MCU. Hey, bro, he was in Jack villain. no more. He, he was in good shape. I mean, he was in shape. He looked like he ran and, like, lifted some weights. 
He still has a pretty good sized chest. I still wouldn't call him. No, he just has wide shoulders. So his chest is wide, but I would say he, he just looked like, ah, this guy's in shape. Well, he, he definitely playing. looked like he was in way better shape Did than the guy that they pack? showed. Mm, Not really. No. Nah. I mean, it was like a, like you could tone, kind of see, tone yeah. Stomach. Cause they make, cause he gets there. Yeah. His mom is like upset with him for taking this job. He like, went to Harvard. Yeah. By the way. Went to Harvard, super smart, went to Harvard. <laughs> this is a true story. Yeah. Yeah. And he takes a job in Alabama and his mom's like, I don't want you going down there. Like they're they might kill you, blah, blah, blah. And like he gets a federal grant. Like to he's help kind of in the beginning, he's people. kind of uh cocky, yeah, naive, yeah. thinking like just because he's a lawyer, he can avoid all that because he knows the law. So goes in for a visit. They're like, hey, you got strip search. And he's like, What? He's like, Lawyers don't have to stretch strip search if they're you know, providing clients. Yeah, visiting clients. He's like, well, you ain't seeing shit. And this is what he said. You ain't seeing shit unless you strip search. So make him take off all his shit. And then, like, at the end, he's like. The guy, like, is like, all right, I'll bend over, spread those cheeks. Yeah. Bend over, spread them. He got the, he got the banana. Well, like, he's like, Michael B. Jordan just, like, about to cry. Just, yeah, like, yeah. looking at the guy like, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of face. And he doesn't say anything. Yeah. But the guy just, like. Smiles yeah, at him like smirks. real smug, yeah. walks away. Like you're I'm good. walking out before even that. All right, I'll walk out. Uh, he's, he's there to try to help people, so he's like, "If I gotta put up with this, either I'll do see, it to help." People. Either see a client or eat a cock meat sandwich. <laughs> well, they didn't ask him to. It's not like they who was yeah. about to like rape him. I mean, he gets it harassed. was a cavity search. Yeah, he gets harassed throughout the movie. I mean, I really like the injustice, bro. The, the he lo- uh, oh, he loved them he, showing. Was, was like, he red the whole time? Yeah, I looked at him. I was like, red. "How could you, bro? <laughs> How could you?" Hey, there was it was a, very believable. Like, yeah, I was like forms of racism. Well, it's I'm the stuff like, that people think isn't racist, but yeah, clearly is, is racist. racist. Keith, Keith is going to give it extra points for the amount of n words that were said in the movie. I mean, they're they're actually, there was only one, right? No, two. When that guy calls, okay, no, no, yeah. three, three. Two when the guy oh, calls okay. and one when the sheriff is like, yeah, 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 that's right. Two like obviously they get the phone call like, are you working with that nigger lawyer? Like you better uh, stop or I'm gonna blow your house up. Is that keep working too with that many n words or too little n words? That's two. And then they have another one where like the sheriff who's obviously racist, oh, su- super, super, but racist. does not think he's racist. That's the most. It just blow. That part was just blowing my mind the whole movie. I was like, it's also just like it's pure corruption. Yeah. Like, it's corruption that uh, well, fuels let's give the, the racism. background story on uh, Walter Why? McMillan. So Walter McMillan, you see him. He's like he has his own business where he cuts down trees. He clears trees out. He works for himself. <laughs> he's driving home after work, and there's like a freaking what's that called a, a blockade? A blockade of police, and then he's like, "Hey!" At first, he just thinks it's like a check-in, mm-hmm. like a stop, like they're just checking. It's like, hey, officer, do you need my license? And it's the sheriff that you see later. And then they basically are like, oh, he's like, oh, that's a nice truck you have, blah, blah, blah. And you basically, he like starts seeing like the other police getting closer, like their guns out. And then the sheriff's like, to yeah. the face. he's like, you, you want to try and make a run for it? I hope you do, because I'm trying to end this as fast as possible. And then he's like, you got the wrong guy, blah, blah, blah. So they arrested him for a murder that had been open for a year of uh, at that point yeah of an 18 year old girl who worked at a dry cleaning place yeah, yeah. dry cleaning place she had gotten strength strength no shot i thought that they had shot that and she strangled, was strangled right? shot and strangled or something like that yeah and shot and strangled yeah so they arrested which one him. was first it, 
It, bro, it's <laughs> ridiculous. So they arrested him, and then it just picks up where he's already in prison. So then you find out that he was put on death row before he had trial. They put him on death row. Oh. <laughs> he's found huh. guilty, and then like Michael B. Jordan starts digging this up, and he's like, okay, so the only witness was a... The only witness was a convicted felon. A felon who was tried for murder like almost immediately after giving his confession and found guilty of yeah. that murder. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and then another guy. So credible witness. Yeah, and then another guy who. A black it, teenager. Yeah. Who said that he saw him driving his truck or something like that. Like that was it. Those were the two pieces of evidence. Saw him driving a truck? Yeah, or was his, his truck. truck. Hook, his truck. Something hook or something like that. I don't even remember who they <laughs> said. So anyways, it fi- he finds out he's like digging, digging and turns out like, yeah, his whole family goes with him. Like, yeah, we had a fish fry for like raising money for our church. Like from 6 a.m. They, they were working on his truck. So like the truck wasn't even drivable from like 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Yeah, or, or something like or that. Something. Like, they never give like the There was not even a transmission time. in the truck. Like yeah. there's no way. <laughs> okay. His whole family was there. They And then they start finding like, yeah, we had a flyer. Like they start finding evidence, and then the main guy who put him there, the guy who said he uh, that he was forced to drive him. Yeah, like the the (laughs) though he basically said like he was at a gas station or somewhere. He was somewhere. Uh, Jamie Foxx comes up to him, says, "Hey, can you drive me to the dry cleaners? Because my arm hurts." But his truck apparently was there. Yeah. So the so guy drives him sense. to the dry cleaners. Apparently, he's like no, no, threatening he, him no, the yeah, whole time. Yeah, yeah, like he's kidnapping him. Mm. Jamie Foxx gets out, goes inside. The guy leaves and goes to a liquor store. Gets cigarettes. Gets cigarettes. Comes back. Comes back to the scene of the crime. Goes inside and that's where he sees Jamie Foxx standing over the woman with a gun in his hands and another white guy who he said looked like he was in charge. Like who was in charge? Like the, the white, white guy. guy was in yeah, charge? the white okay. guy was in charge. That's it. That's the testimony. Convicted of murder. Convicted of murder. Yikes! So then he finds <laughs> out like the the guy when they originally brought him in, they tried to get him to set up uh, Jamie Foxx's character, and you find out the reason why they're after him is because he slept with slept some, white, some woman white woman in town, cheated on his wife. With yeah, a cheated white on woman. his wife with a white woman, and they didn't like that. So they get and you hear like the convictions like I'm not setting somebody up who. Who's an innocent man? Like, I'm not going to do that. And then, like, three months later, he, like, like, yep, he was there. So then you find out that, well, that guy, when you see him, like, something's wrong with him. Like, his mouth doesn't work. He talks like this. He's, like, all messed up. Okay. So, so according to Keith, he's mentally ill. Okay. No, nah, he's not mentally ill. Did you ever see uh, Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah, Oh, Brother, that's one of my favorite movies ever. It's a really good movie. But it's it's one of those guys. So, anyways, uh, it's the guy from, uh, he was also in uh, Incredible Hulk. Oh yeah, yeah. Which the, he's like the, the scientist. One. He like gets his brain gets real big because the stuff leaks At the on end, him. Just yeah. Like, oh, oh no, I don't remember. So, anyways, uh, let's look on this picture, bro. I just saw him. <coughs> Where was he? Hayes Mercury. I don't even remember his name. Michael Harding. Well, John Lacey. Blackguard. Kind of hate how small the pictures are on IMDb. What was his character? 
Well, that's why I can't remember his name in the movie. Well, he's was he a name character? Yeah, he was. Well, so then you're in not. the non-name. <clears throat> go up, go up. He has to be up the top somewhere. Well, you would think, but sometimes the ordering's a little weird. He's white? Yeah. Is it... I'm not sure if Tate... Is it Dominic Bogart? Doug? Myers. Ralph Myers. Mr. Myers. Tim Blake Nelson. Here we go. Yeah. This guy. Oh, he's on um, a Watchmen. The show? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. Well, anyways, turns out that the sheriff had put him, <laughs> somehow transferred him into death row before him going to trial, made him, put him in the cell closest to the kill room. Mm-hmm. So when they electrocuted and killed uh, a guy that he knew, uh, like a, that guy that you find out what's wrong with him is that he got severely burned when he was younger. And so he's like terrified of being mm-hmm. burned. And then he was just like talking about how it's like, yeah, I could just smell him cooking, mm-hmm. like just smell it. And then he's like, after that, I just told them like, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. Just get me out of here. So they're like, <clears> all right, transferred him out of death row. And the next day he was in just county jail. Mm-hmm. So that's how they convicted him. That's how they got. So then it's about, they get the retrial. They get him to say, like, yeah, I made it all up. And then the judge just rules, like, no, nope. like, there's not, not enough, enough evidence. Not enough evidence to say that the, what's his name? Well, that Ralph Myers perjured, perjured himself, himself the in the time. original trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's like, clearly, either Ralph Myers is lying, he lied to this court, or he lied during the trial. So that's what he was trying to determine over a month after yeah. hearing. But even though they have time. all this evidence, like he's mm-hmm. providing all just facts, just nope, not overturning it. So then he appeals to the state Supreme Court and they order a new trial. They go to trial. He requests. Well, before they go to trial, he requests all charges to be dismissed. And uh, the state attorney has a change of heart. The DA, the DA, the district attorney and like there, like all those white people are there. And then like he just changed, he just flips in the middle and he's like, I have no objections. Like I'm going to join the motion to free this guy. Drop all the charges and he's a free man. And that's the end. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my only thing with this is like, I was kind of hoping that at some point in the defense, he would try to argue that. Uh, an innocent man is in on death row for wow. a, a murder of a you know teenage girl and instead of you know allocating resources to actually help the family get actual closure yeah you're just trying to provide them fake closure yeah like he never like tried to make it about like you know solving the actual crime and I feel like that would have gone a long way to actually like win over more people yeah so it kind of it it and I guess from that particular ending it was like kind of anticlimactic. No, I mean no. it was it built up mm-hmm. pretty well. Built and, up real good. Um, I mean it, it progresses. It was effed up. Oh, well. and then there's another guy played by Ice Cube's son who got real fat for the role. O'Shea Jackson Jr. O'Shea. Yeah. So you see him. He's like one of the three inmates that Jimmy or one of the two other inmates Jamie Fox talked to. One was the one that got is Herbert who gets. Uh, executed mm-hmm. so then it's him and whatever his face is so then at the end they show the pictures and like hey this is what happened to so and so 
So they go to his case. He just got out last year. He just got off 30 years on death row. Yeah. And uh, basically all it was, was apparently some people, someone, there was a double homicide. Was it at a store or something? Yeah. Or something. They, Cause they tell you like the people that are involved at, at the end of the movie. And whenever he was there, apparently just like around the area and Apparently, the judge just said, you look like you're guilty. Yeah, you look like you could kill somebody. Uh-huh. Guilty. And he was just on death row. <laughs> yeah. for, so he was just in he prison just for 30 last years. last year, bro. Because last the judge said, you year. look like you could kill somebody. Yeah. And that guy, the guy that Michael B. Jordan played him was his lawyer. He just mm. got out last. He get, it got, went all the way up to the Supreme Court. Ooh. Ooh. The U.S. Supreme Court. Just got out last year. I was like, what the yeah, y'all should watch if you want to watch other injustice. Watch that uh, docu series about the um the Central Park Five. Central Park Five. The docu series or the <clears throat> wait is the docu series the same thing as the movie Little or like yeah yeah it's okay. like it's like a series but it's yeah it's real good. The uh, one of the actors for that ended up winning a um it's a Golden Globe or something yeah. Like that. For his part. So I will also say I felt like Brie Larson didn't do a lot in this movie. Like she was just the, the she was just a white knight, white person. No, not a white knight, not not anything like that. I felt like she was there to to serve as like the obviously she was important in actual the actual cases because mm-hmm. she was one of the people who was like the founding members of this. Uh, what was it? Equal e- EJI, right? Equal Justice Initiative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. EJI. Um. So obviously she as a person, Eva Ainsley, it was incredibly important. Um, I just felt like the character in the movie wasn't super well handled, maybe. Like that might be a, one of the only criticisms I have is she just kind of felt like she was just kind of there. Um, I felt like it was kind of important, though, to have like the the white person who is fighting for you know, just like to recognize like, yeah, there are major problems with the system and it's because white people have kept it this way and she's one of the few people that are actually actively fighting, fighting against, against it. it. But, I mean, I thought she did a really good job. It was a good with movie. With the, the role that she was in. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. It was effed up though. I was like, dang, this is messed up. Yeah. That, that, when they he, found any little thing that they could do to like mess with any of the black people involved. Like one guy like brings forth new evidence and he's willing to testify. So he puts himself on the court documents and he gets arrested for what was it? Perjury. Perjury. Yeah. The the sheriff's just like, well, if you're going to make false claims, then you're going to get punished for it. And Michael B. Jordan's Wait, just like, so- well, you can't send someone to jail arrest them for perjury without evidence of them perjuring themselves. Yeah. So they just said, well, whatever you say is a lie, so you you just perjured yourself. Yep, that's what the sheriff was saying. <laughs> what the fuck? He's like, we that already all, solved and, this crime. And that sheriff was a sheriff until last year as well. Yep. Wow. Piece of shit. And this all, like, the trial ended, like, uh, Walter McMillan was let go in 1993. And that man remained sheriff until 2019. And, yeah. He like kept the family from getting seats in the courtroom at the final trial, final hearing, uh, until uh, Michael B. Jordan, until Brian Stevenson showed up, and he was like, "Yo, you can't stop these people from getting in. This is a public trial." 
like the guard who was not letting them in, like looked back at the sheriff and the sheriff was just like, let them in. Yeah. And they all had to stand at the back. Yeah. Let them in. Bro. I, the whole time I was like, bro, that deep South, that don't, shit ain't right. Yeah, don't bro. live there. That shit is not right. Hey, get out. If you're listening to this, get the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, Racist. technically, we live in the deep south. Nah. We just live in the city. We're not in the real south, though. Nah. Yeah, it's not. It's really not. This was controlled by Mexico or Spain. Then Mexico. It wasn't. I've been at, I've been in I've been to places in Texas. All right. Small places. Mm-hmm. There's some good people out there. All right. On to the next one. So we only watched four movies this year that will count that we can rank, right? So far, yeah. Okay, good. Just making sure I have my ranking sheet correct. I'm ranking mine as the year goes on. So at the end of the year, all I have to do is copy paste. I'm a genius, bro. <laughs> this is the gentleman. A British drug lord tries to sell off his highly profitable empire to a dynasty of Oklahoma billionaires. Okay, I don't remember. I thought I thought it was from like New York or something. I don't remember him being from Oklahoma. All right, uh, you went first last time, yeah? No, or no, I did. First. So you go first this time. Wait, I put you on the wrong one. What? Say your score. Nine. Watch it now. Watch it now. What does that mean? <laughs> it just says watch it row. Yeah. What does it say? It says W I R. Why is right. <laughs> oh. This is a white oh. movie. This is a uh well, I'm giving it an 8.5. Okay. And I'll watch it now. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm curious oh, of what God. it kept There's from a, a 9 for you. I gave two nines. Oh kind of. my god! <laughs> oh my! You can't, you so it is a nine. I wouldn't. I I would say that. Come on, bro. The gentleman wasn't These as good for count. me. Yeah, you have to They're judge not even them. Being right. no, you have to I, judge I just them watched them right now, and I wouldn't say that it was as good as Little Women or or Just Mercy. Well, so it could be. It could 8. be 8.5 for me. It could be as good. It wasn't as good. That's what I'm saying. It was slightly underneath. Mm-hmm. So an eight point five. That's not what you said the first time. You said, I just gave two nines. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's my barometer. Mm-hmm. That was my barometer for two nines. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, the gentleman wasn't quite as good as these two. So it goes to an 8.5. But it's still a watch it now. Um, it was a nine for me, boy. Uh, it was a very good movie. And especially if, if you're into Guy Ritchie's movies as a whole. If you've ever seen like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels or High uh, Intensity. High Intensity. Are you saying that the movies are high intensity or? Okay. Yeah. Like The Man from Uncle. Super good. If you haven't seen that, which a lot of people probably haven't. Name some other movies. The Sleeper. Um, God, I just forgot the one I was thinking of. I guess I haven't watched any of his films. The Man from Uncle. He did King good. Arthur. The one with Ooh. Charlie Hunnell. Oh. <laughs> A real, st- a real stinker. He, he also d- uh, directed 
the live action Aladdin movie. So he's done some really big stuff, but he prefers to do like these smaller. Wow. He prefers to do the smaller British gangster movies. Mm. And I feel like he's kind of a, uh, he's almost like what Martin Scorsese is for American gangster movies, but for mm. British gangster movies. Mm. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. He did the, the Sherlock Holmes movies with mm-hmm. snatch. Snatch is amazing. I haven't seen it. I've seen snatch. Snatch is great. Rock and Rolla, amazing. See, I haven't seen it. Y'all should definitely check that out. I haven't seen all of his stuff. Uh, but he's got some really, really good stuff. But it, it's definitely, a lot of his older stuff is is definitely slower. But it has a lot that happens. And I feel like a, a thing that he likes to do, and it's obvious in this movie as well, he likes to have a bunch of groups that end up connecting in some way. Mm. Um and usually it's like there's unexpected interconnectedness. And I think you you probably saw that in this. Um, as it definitely happens in this movie. But the way it was shot, it's great. Everything was like really funny. Like it's a, yeah, it was. It's a hilarious movie. That guy's name is Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they they make a whole fuck. big thing about it. It's with the PH, so it's Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, so he's <laughs> I, I would say my the Come my on, favorite bro. person was Colin Farrell. Oh yeah, he was awesome. Colin Farrell stole stole the show. Anytime he can be just his Irish self, he's great. Fuck. Because in this, he's he, he's PA a character called fuck. Coach. <laughs> so he like takes these you know at risk youth and trains them in boxing. So he's like really well respected in his neighborhood. People know him. Like the first time we see him is just like these four teenagers that come into like a fish and chip shop. And of course, it's England, so they pull out knives because there's no guns allowed. Mm-hmm. So he just like the he, the kids like talking trash, and he's just like, "Go ahead, stab me." <laughs> and then when the kid like kind of half heartedly goes to stab him, he just slaps his hand. Just the knife goes flying, then he like slaps him in the face, <laughs> and the whole like the, all four of the kids end up like coming at him. He just like slaps him, doesn't even punch him, just slaps him. There's the whole thing that he's talking about though, and it sets up like the structure of the way that you know who's going to be top dog. Cause he's like, You kids are coming at me trying to be like top dog uh, with your your physicality, but adults fight with their brains. Like it's always about the mind game. Um and throughout the movie you see that, like the the people that remain on top are the ones that are actively thinking through everything Bro, that they're doing. I'm just thinking of the projectile vomiting. <laughs> hilarious. The uh they they the the uh pig banging. Oh. Boiler alert. Yeah. Boiler We're well into the spoilers by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, that part's in the trailer. Yeah, it is, bro, but hey, the vomiting part hilarious. That got you? Yeah, bro. He's just. <laughs> <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just drinking some tea while he's sitting there talking to Matthew McConaughey. Just he's like, what are you talking about? Asking about his vices. Did you even it's get like the, the synopsis? Yeah. yeah I read that. the one okay. that was here. That's why I said. Much. Like, I didn't remember it's the guy he's trying to sell to being an Oklahoma billionaire. Mm. Um. Like the way that everything is actually structured, 
is you're hearing the story of the movie yeah, as told by a private investigator, investigative journalist, yeah. and that's play. He's uh, uh, God, Hugh Grant, uh, Fletcher, who's gay, like super, like perversely gay. Yeah, because <laughs> like, he, he's in there with Charlie Hunnam because Charlie Hunnam's like second in command of Matthew McConaughey's group. Mm-hmm. He's like the right hand man. But he's like super meticulous about the way he does everything. So his house is really clean. He's constantly got all the information on everything that he's doing. Like he is a top notch information gatherer. And that's why like the whole, you know, the brains win everything is, is key to the whole movie. Um, so he's talking, uh, Hugh Grant's telling the whole story as he has seen it. Yeah. To like, Charlie he's Hunnam. trying to blackmail Matthew McConaughey. For twenty million 20, pounds, yeah, twenty million, and he thinks he's like he's telling the story that he shows like I know exactly what's going on, I know who's doing what, and who's trying to blackmail him? Hugh Grant Fletcher, yeah. so Fle- because Fletcher got hired by a newspaper mogul, yeah, uh, named who Dave. yeah who hates Matthew McConaughey just Big because Dave. Matthew McConaughey wouldn't sh- shake his hand. Had some guy like snubbed him in front of like all these like big yeah. shots. Yeah, it's like a it's a real shot to his ego. Yeah, so he's trying to like smear his name. So he's like Fletcher, you're on the case. Find everything you can so I can publish something and just run his ass out of uh, England. And so that's what he's doing. And then so he goes to them with the story. So it starts like he's telling the story and they'll like cut like back to them in the house doing stuff. So like in the beginning, and every time that they cut to them, it's hilarious. hilarious. Like, they they're outside like. Second phase of the story starts and like they walk outside because like the Hugh Grant's trying to smoke a, a cigarette and he's like, no, you're not smoking in my house. Go outside. So they go outside and like they're under like this cover with like this table that has a grill in the middle of it. And he's like, oh, this is so nice. Like, he's like, is this, it keeps is this heat your, warm? Your, heats your feet up and exactly. you can cook a steak right there on it. And then it's like, you got any steaks? Any chance I could get a steak out of this? And he's like, oh, yeah, I've got some Wagyu in the in the freezer so i was gonna save it but i guess i'll make it so that we can listen to this story and like is going inside you just see hugh grant like touch it he's like ah (laughs) charlie hudden just like it's hot (laughs) goes back it's it's definitely british like kind of dry humor but it's great it's hilarious like it was funny bro i was laughing there's a ton of uh New ways to to use the word cunt for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like, it was like writing on it. He's like cheeky cunt, and it'll be like a <laughs> arrow pointing to this guy. <laughs> but uh, like Hugh Grant, throughout the whole time he's interacting with Charlie Hunnam, just like keeps saying like all this weird, weird disgusting weird. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like he's trying, like Charlie Hunnam's like kicking him out of his house, and he's like, "Any chance I could come to bed with you?" Like Charlie Hunnam's just like, "No," no. and he's like, "Well, I might be there anyway. You might hear me." <laughs> Scratching at the wind, wanking, wanking in a hanky. Yeah, wanking in a hanky. Uh, <laughs> why is that guy's name Dry Eye? That's his name. They never explain if the there's nicknames. any reasoning behind it, but he's like the second in command of the Chinese heroin. Yeah, heroin. Because Matthew Army. McConaughey deals in marijuana, marijuana, and then the Chinese guy deals with heroin, heroin. I think it's cocaine. cocaine yeah. And this dry eye guy is kind of like, he's probably the main antagonist. Yeah. And so he's trying to take over Matthew McConaughey's business. He's like trying to buy it for like a cheaper price than Matthew McConaughey wants to sell it for. 
Yeah, like there's a whole bunch of players, and yeah. that's the thing. Like, so Matthew McConaughey's trying to get out of the weed business. So he's offering to sell his entire weed industry, which uh, is who's he trying I, to sell to? What's that guy's name? Um I don't see him on here. Really? That's yeah, Jeremy Strong. Here we okay, go. Yeah. Uh, Matthew. So he's trying to sell it to him for four hundred million dollars, and like it's a complex system because like Hidden. they do a whole explain uh, explanation of even private land in England is technically public land because there's all these rules for like walking trails and bird sightings and all these different groups that people belong to. So they'll talk to anybody. Um, so like you can't really just have like an open field where you can just grow a ton of weed. So he's like, I have this very complex system where I have this deal worked out where. Basically, he pays a yearly stipend to these lords that can't actually afford to to live in their homes anymore. So he gives them a like a million dollars a year or something like that, <clears throat> and he uses a small portion of their land above ground, but it's all underground. All his weed growing is underground. So it's like this really complex system. He's trying to sell it for four hundred million uh, to Matthew. Then Matthew ends up. But you find out in the end, Matthew and Dry Eye are working together because uh, Dry Eye wants to take over more of the overall drug business, and he's willing to work with Matthew to get it done. <clears throat> and then Dry Eye like messes the whole thing up um, by setting up uh, Fahuk. <laughs> mm-hmm. He he tells him to give information to. No, he doesn't mess it up. He was fine. That was planned. Remember? Because they wanted... Because the number one selling point was nobody knows where these plants are at. Yes. Like, so So they wanted... They they gave information to Coach's kids to go steal the weed. These are like 20-year-old, just MMA fighters. They go in there and just fuck everything (laughs) up. They make a rap video out of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pretty good video, dude. I'm pretty sure that guy was like a just a regular rapper. No, he's an actual rapper. He's an actual British rapper. Yeah, so Big black dude, it, hilarious, bro. And like they and they like the whole time they're wearing like GoPros on their head, like recording them stealing this weed, and yeah, then they make they, their rap video after like beating up these like seven old dudes. Yeah, <laughs> hilarious, bro. And they, and, they, oh, and that's God, all to like, drive the price down because yeah. like no one knows where any of these houses are, the the grow houses. So it gets put out on the internet. Yeah. People learn. But where the it's way at. he <laughs> messed it up was Dry Eyes, the second in command. Of the whatever Chinese, Asian mafia, mafia, whatever. he kills the guy in charge, and takes the over. old man who gets poisoned and projectile yeah, vomits. Projectile vomits. <laughs> he kills him. So he like basically goes from yeah, I'll work with you because he was going to be basically like the man. He was going to be basically what Charlie Hunnam is to Matthew McConaughey. He was going to be that for mm-hmm. Matthew. Mm-hmm. So instead, he's like. uh I'm not doing this anymore. Like it's mine. Like I'm taking over. I'm taking over the cocaine heroin business and I'm going to take over this marijuana business. He, and, he got too greedy. Yeah. He got too greedy. He's like, stay the F out of my way. And, uh, you find you only, you only find that out at the end. Yeah. And he gets too big, goes after Matthew McConaughey's wife. Matthew McConaughey ends up getting to him, just blasts him. Like he's the dude's about to rape his wife. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very obvious what's about to happen. And then Matthew McConaughey walks in, just shoots him dead. But then there's also Russians that get involved because earlier on in the movie, they get asked for a favor to help one of the Lord families get their daughter back. Who is addicted to heroin. 
So they go to this place where she's living, shooting up all the time, living with these three dude or two dudes. And then there's this extra guy there. The extra guy, like all three of the guys end up like fighting one of the bodyguards. And then one of them gets pushed out the window. So he just falls to his death. Yeah, so they're like covering that up. up like, mm-hmm. Yeah, like one of those like multi-story just apartment buildings that's like. So Chinese, Russians, Oklahomians. Which I didn't. I don't remember him saying he was Oklahoma. I don't know. He's Jewish. But yeah, like they call him like the Jewish cowboy or something like that. Um, <clears throat> hey, you know what? You know what else is in Oklahoma? What? The Watchmen takes oh, place in Oklahoma. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, the Russians get involved and they're trying to take out Matthew McConaughey and his whole group. And then at the end, like the Russians have Matthew McConaughey and they're driving away. Like they're about to, they're driving him to kill him somewhere. And the guys who stole the weed initially, the, 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 boys. the, the ones from coach who worked with coach are like, coach, we got it. We're going to solve this problem for you once and for all. They got their hands on like a fully automatic machine gun. <laughs> They're just like, they drive up behind or sorry, in front of uh, Matthew McConaughey's car. Cause they're planning to just murder Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Cause they the coach open, guy, the coach guy goes up to whatever the second command. What's his name? Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. And he's like, Hey, look, it was my boys that stole the weed. We can return the weed. Like, I'm sorry. Like they're just kids, even though they're like, 20 <laughs> like there's kids it's my responsibility to take care of them he's like he's not a gangster whatsoever but he says like i'll do like i'm indebted to you so i'll do whatever you guys need until you feel that the debt is that is owed is repaid so up to this point they keep having them do stuff which is not too bad like <laughs> they have them like kidnap the, yeah. the guy who's oh the news guy the dude, newspaper this is like guy. the craziest part of the movie they kidnap the newspaper guy. Like, right in front of his building. Yeah, right like, in front of his building. They stick it out, and they're like, oh, it's the kids and the the boys. And it's like, uh, you don't know who I am? They're like, yeah, we do. We don't give a fuck. Get the, <laughs> he said, get in the van. Hey, just, it's the next day he wakes up, right? You see him, he wakes up in a... In, a, in the back of a van. Back of a van, no clothes on. And then the boys are just like, hey, got two coffees, one with sugar, one without. And there's a... A, a, a laptop. A laptop. And he's like, man. And he's like... I gave you some drugs last night. Mm. Mm. Can't unsee what I saw you do. <laughs> and then the guy's like, he's like, uh, well, he said something, mentioned something about a pig. Mm-hmm. And then the guy's like, what? And then like he opens up a, the laptop and it's like a little video player. has like a pig in the background, like a cartoon pig. He's like, yeah, just play that to see what you did. <laughs> the fun you had last night. And then like they get out of the car and then you just hear him screaming, bro. <laughs> Apparently like he banged the pig. <laughs> Yeah, like you hear um, Colin Farrell talking to like the group, and he's just like, "It's not the pig I would have picked." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then they, and then he goes to uh, the second in command guy, and then he's like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "Yeah," he's like, it's, uh, "He's like, I'll never." He's like, "No, you'll never unsee it. That's nightmare fuel." <laughs> yeah, it's oh man, I they don't show it. I was halfway expecting them to show it. They never show you what the video is though, but. Yeah, they establish very clearly that it's messed up stuff. But at the end, like Matthew McConaughey gets saved because those kids turn on shoot him. up yeah. his car. They end up killing the Russians, but not <laughs> killing Matthew McConaughey. Um, and then it ultimately shows uh, Hugh Grant's character, Fletcher, 
because part of what he's selling to them, he's selling them all the information that he has for 20 million pounds plus a script <laughs> to this movie. And it <laughs> ends up being the script to this movie that he's yeah. pitching to someone at the end. And you see it's at a Miramax, which Miramax mm-hmm. produced the movie. Mm-hmm. And you see a man from Uncle Poster in the background. Wow. <laughs> but then, then whenever he, he like up, he's, yeah. he's leaving the studio. Because he gets away because um, Charlie Hunnam, you find out like at the end, he's like, because Fletcher's like a super good PI. <laughs> yeah. Like you see him, like he's like taking pictures, like in, in the a ghillie suit. In a ghillie suit, <laughs> and then and then Charlie Hunnam's like, "I've been on to you since the beginning, Fletcher." He's like, "You're a good uh, information gatherer, but I'm even better." So it shows Fletcher in his ghillie suit taking a picture and leaving, and then behind him it shows Charlie Hunnam in another ghillie suit, a like an color. even better ghillie yeah, suit, taking, videoing him, videoing them. Wow. <laughs> He's like, I was on you since the beginning. Yeah, he's like, whenever, because whenever he first walks into his house, Charlie Hunnam, he like gets surprised by Hugh Grant being there, Fletcher, and he's like, I knew that you'd been there for thirty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I knew you'd been, and I, he's like, I knew you couldn't resist a drink. I knew you couldn't resist a wagyu steak. Like he set him up the whole time. Yeah. He was just setting him up to get the information on whether Dry Eye and Matthew were working together. The only thing that he didn't know was like the Russians were after him. So yeah. Uh, so Fletcher, Fletcher gives him the, the yeah tells the him like, hey if you let me live like like hey I'm just letting you know the Russians are after you like because uh, in the beginning you see somebody you think possibly kill Matthew McConaughey that's how it starts yeah like possibly kill Matthew McConaughey it turns out it's like it's the Russians so Fletcher runs away like while the Russians are jumping them and then in the end after he pitches his movie he goes down and gets in the cab he's like hey take me to blah 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 and then uh, it's Charlie, Charlie Hunnam's the driver. And then that's and it's just them driving off, going to kill him, <laughs> bro. That it's a, it's funny. an own for sure. Like I oh, will yeah. be getting this movie. Yeah. yeah, I'll probably buy it too. It was funny. I still like the man from Uncle Moore though. What is the man from Uncle about? It's based on a TV show from the sixties. It's just yeah. like a spy thriller. It's like a. It takes place like when post World War Two. Yeah, post World War Two when uh, Nazis trying to start another of, nuclear the Berlin war. Wall. That whole shit, you know. It's a really good movie. You should definitely watch it. But uh, yeah, you should also watch is, the gentleman. Everyone, is the listening. girl from Alicia Vikander. I don't know who, who you just talked. Are you talking about the, from Man from Uncle? Yeah. Or, so the blonde one or the main? I think the main one. That's Alicia Vikander. Who is? Where is she from? She was in the Tomb Raider movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And what about the other one? The blonde one. Yeah. She was in that uh. Widows. She's been in a lot of other stuff too, but Widows is one of the main ones. The one with uh, Liam Neeson. Like, yeah, no, I don't know, but I'm just trying to figure which. She was the blonde one who was like getting abused. Oh, oh yeah, the real tall one. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. like really tall in yeah. Man from Uncle too. Yeah, she was like a model in the Man from Uncle. Married to an Italian who still want. Who's did still he? A Nazi. Uh, did he also reload his arms in that gun? In that gun? I mean, in that movie? <laughs> I don't remember him doing that in The Man from Uncle. Uh-huh. I only remember it in Mission Impossible okay. Fallout. It's a Re- good one, though. Just Yeah, reloading his <laughs> shit. He should have done it in The Witcher. Yeah, he should have. <laughs> that should just be his signature move. Just gotta cock the guns. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Check out Guy Ritchie movies, especially The Gentleman, Man from Uncle. Uh, Snatch is my... Th- 
probably now third favorite. Snatch is pretty good. Um, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels pretty good. Rock and Rolla, I would I would put above Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels myself. All right, all right. <clears throat> but we had uh, some solid movies yeah. this past week. We weren't sure past if we'd like The Gentleman. We were like, mm. it was, Whenever we were leaving, I was like, I could see Mike like not enjoying this for some Did it have reason. any cartels in it? No. No cartels. And it's unless you looking up. Unless you consider any of these gangs cartels. Yeah. Mexican cartels. There nope. were no Mexicans involved. They All were right. across the pond. There All were right. only two Americans in the whole movie. Matthew McConaughey and what's his face? Uh Matthew, Matthew. Jeremy Strong. Who definitely like he seemed like he was gay, right? Yeah, for sure. Like they were playing him off like he was gay, but not really mentioning it. Like he had a wife. So what? It was just it was kind of a weird dynamic. He talked. Uh, he kind of sounded like a homeboy from Big Bang Theory. He talked like that. Uh, what's his mm. name? The main character. Sheldon? Uh, Sheldon. Sheldon. I don't think he's technically the main character. I think technically the the shorter one is. I think that yeah, the geeky looking. Yeah. <clears throat> the one who ends up with Penny. Who watches that show, by the way? I don't know. I think I've seen like one episode. I mean, it's and it's over now. Yeah, but, but it went on for like... It was the number one comedy forever. Yeah, it went on for like a million seasons. And then there's a spinoff for it. Little yep. Shelton or Young Shelton. Yeah, I think it's Young Sheldon. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know who's watching Young Sheldon. I see clips for it all the time on Facebook, though. Mm-hmm. It's all those shows, like the ones that you see when you're watching football games. Yeah, like who, I'm like, I'm like, who America's it? number one comedy. Yeah. Or, or it's always like, it's always like <laughs> new drama. The, it's like PD, and then there's like, <laughs> yeah. and there's another one. It's like, oh, they have it's all the Chicago PD, yeah, Chicago ch- MD, Chicago yeah. Fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, what? Like, what? Why Chicago have all these problems? Yeah. Well, it really does in real life. Yeah, I mean, still. yeah. Still though. Yep, that brings us to the end of this movie review. Solid stuff. Go check out everything we watched. Mm-hmm. Tell oh, us what you God, loved. So good. <laughs> Suggest some movies for us to watch. We will watch them. We will review them. Yeah. Just just send us some stuff. Send us some goodies. All right, y'all. The KMM podcast Slap at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, hit us up this Wednesday for that regular episode. See y'all next week. Later.